listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Good afternoon and welcome. So nice to see you all here on Christmas. Perhaps the greatest day of the entire year, Christmas. Um, St. Francis had a great love for Christmas. He was the first person that we know of who had the tradition of creating a crash scene with the baby Jesus and all the people and the animals and all of that. Um, And 800 years ago in Greccio, Italy, they had this scene where they set up an altar outside and they had mass and the whole big beautiful thing. And he gave the homily because he was a deacon. He would preach the homily. And according to people who were there, the baby Jesus came to life miraculously and the, the hay that was in the manger, they gave it to their sick animals, and the animals were cured. And whenever St. Francis would, did the homily, he would talk about the baby Jesus in Bethlehem. They said, whenever he said, babe of Bethlehem, he sounded like a sheep. <laughs> babe of Bethlehem. You know, I'm not going to do that. Oh, I just did. <laughs> okay. Um, so just, a, just wonderful. And you know, um, because this year we had the shortest possible advent Right, Advent was just a few hours ago, <laughs> so the fourth Sunday of Advent, and then no fourth week of Advent because of the calendar. So um, Saturday into Sunday into last night into today, all the priests are like really, really tired. <laughs> you know, there's been lots of like masses, etc. So just be patient with Father, okay? <laughs> um, and so, um, a matter of fact, even for Christmas, there are four different masses. There's the with four different prayers and readings. There was the vigil mass. They call the mass at night, which is what we call midnight mass. Were any of you there? No. Okay. <laughs> no judgment here. I I wasn't either. <laughs> um, and then mass at dawn, and then mass during the day, which is the mass we have now. And all these different readings and prayers is like wow. It's like it reminds me of the Christmas dinner table, huh? It's like where do I start? <laughs> you know, I start right there. <laughs> And so we have this beautiful, amazing time of Christmas. And um, so to be honest, yeah, I think I'm going to acknowledge I'm very tired, but it's a good tired, huh? And um, so I want to tell you a little story that um, I had all these masses yesterday, different parishes. I'm like a pinball. I like bounce around, you know. And um, so I had a little gap in between some masses. I took a 20-minute power nap. And in that nap, I had a dream. So, you know, in uh, one of the readings from last night's Mass, St. Joseph has the dream, right? The angel tells him, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. This child is conceived by the Holy Spirit. I had a dream. And in my dream, I went into quick check. (laughs) (laughs) And when I go into quick check, I saw Jesus in there. He was in quick check. (laughs) And when I saw him, I said, I said, Lord, and it's like this awkward moment, like, what do you say to him? Merry Christmas? It doesn't quite feel right, right? Because it's actually his birthday. So I was like, happy birthday, Jesus. You know, happy birthday. Feliz cumpleaños, you know, happy birthday. And then it dawned on me, what do you do on somebody's birthday? You give them a gift, right? We give them a gift. And so, my friends, this Christmas, in the midst of all of the hullabaloo, all the just, you know, cooking and cleaning and preparations and wrapping gifts and unwrapping gifts, all of it, let's not forget it's it's actually Jesus's birthday. And, you know, when you die, you're going to meet him. Don't be that person who's like, yeah, I never gave you a gift on your birthday. I'm so sorry. Like, don't be that person, okay? Um, So I asked the Lord, 
well, what would you like for your birthday? Because that's what we do, right? When it's somebody's birthday, you say, well, what would you like? You know, give me some ideas. And so I've never done that before. So I asked the Lord, what do you want for your birthday? We should do that. So I give that to you for your prayer. And the Lord said to me, what's the spending gap? <laughs> spending cap, cap. I was like, so I reach into this pocket. I had a used handkerchief. And I reach into this pocket and I only had a $20 bill. And so I said, $20. <laughs> That's my spending cap, you know? And then he says to me, okay, I would like a Snapple and some lotto tickets. <laughs> I must have had some cheese before I took the snap. I don't know. Um, so evidently that's what he's getting for his birthday this year. Okay, for me. So I don't know what flavor do you want, you know, of Snapple. Okay. Um, but so I share that with you, you know, um, obviously silly little story, but we want to remember that in the midst of all the holiday cheer, it's actually Jesus's birthday. And it's how easy it is to lose sight of that. But on his birthday, ask him what he wants you to give him as a gift for his birthday. Um, so I want to take a journey with you. For the last several weeks, there's a, myself, Brother Pius, and a number of you have been super busy, like as busy as elves in Santa's toy shop, okay, <laughs> building this incredibly beautiful festival of lights here at the shrine. Maybe you see the signs, maybe you saw it on Facebook. It's never been done before, and this whole idea came out of prayer. I just want to explain what happened. So there's a danger for us to think of the Christmas story as like a cute story or like a fairy tale. Right? How do we begin our fairy tales? Once upon a time, in a land far, far away, you know, there was a little baby. Okay, but no, my friends, this is not a fairy tale. This actually happened. Those details that we read in the Gospels, they are accurate and verified. So many skeptical scholars have been trying to poke holes in the story. And when they do, what we discover is all of the details from this story are actually quite consistent with what we know historically of the time and the place. And so this is not a fairy tale. This is actually history. This really happened, the birth of Jesus. And so, um, but we want to also be careful that we don't think of it as some sort of thing that happened in the past that has nothing to do with us now. And that was the impetus for the prayer for our exhibit here. It's like, no, somehow there needs to be a connection. How is the Christmas story, this event that happened, how does it relate to us here and now? And in some ways, I think that's probably the task of the preacher, right? Like that's what we're supposed to be doing is to like connect those dots. This can't be just a story of something that happened in the past in a land far away that has nothing to do with us. No, it has everything to do with us. And so um, when we, we built this whole exhibit here, and there's a story that unfolds. So you see these things that almost look like the facade of a house, and upon them, we these projection of animated messages. And it was so like crushing because um, there was so much love and prayer and thought that went into these things. And then at night, I just noticed most people are like, <laughs> drive right past it, like didn't even see it. You know, I'm like, no, slow down. We need to put a sign in the front, like slow down, pay attention. Like how is it like how often for us at Christmas, it could be like that, right? We get distracted and we're so busy that we kind of miss the signs, huh? And so you come onto the property and you're the very first sign, you're confronted with a question. And the question is this. What is the reason for the season? Oh no, don't answer. Yeah, okay. It's just a question. It's just a question. 
And then you come on and you see some wonderful, hilarious things. We have all these blow-up characters, right? There's a lot of dogs. I don't know if you notice, there's no cats. We couldn't find any cat blow-ups, okay. We had all these dogs, we love dogs, right? And we even found one that looked like our dog, Bosco. He's here, okay, and this big, beautiful thing. And there's like the snowman family. And then right there, there's the Christmas cactus. He was adopted by the snowman family, right? So I, I, love, I love that little guy. And there's just, it's just kind of silly and fun and lighthearted. And then you come to the apex of this part and you're introduced to a brand new Christmas character. Nobody knew, but we found out Santa Claus has a pet crocodile. <laughs> we have a 10 foot long crocodile here and he's called Christmas Croc. And so we have, uh, there's a child uh, children's book I found out later. And we have this big sign that guy painted for me. And it says this, maybe you saw it when you came in, Christmas Croc knows if you've been good or not. So don't be haughty, for he eats the gifts of the naughty. <laughs> and then you see Santa Claus, and we've got a big leash, he's going to be holding, the, and the Christmas crock has got these gifts in its mouth, and it's just eating. And then there's another sign that's a gnome. It looks a little bit like me. <laughs> I don't know why. And then there's an arrow, like, leave the gifts here. And people were asking me, like, oh, you want gifts donated? I'm like, no, no, no. Like, if you have naughty children, put their gifts there, and then the crock will eat it. Okay, <laughs> it's a joke, all right. And so, um, so it, anyways, it's just kind of fun and silly and lighthearted, which is fine. And then you come to the next message, and it says this. Um, sometimes the world is puffed up and empty. Sometimes the world, so like all these things that we've just seen, right, these inflatable characters, they're puffed up and actually empty. And that's such a great image for the world, huh? So many of these things actually have nothing to do with Christmas. Christmas is Jesus' birthday. It's not these other things. And so we're left unsatisfied. So then the message comes up, we thirst for more. We thirst for more. The, the world can only give us temporary pleasures, here and now gone. And the things of the world never satisfy the deeper longings of our heart. So we thirst for more. And then you're introduced to Psalm 42, that beautiful psalm, as the deer thirsts for water, so my soul thirsts for God. I think of that quote from St. Augustine, right? Our hearts are restless until they rest in you, O Lord. And then you see this beautiful imagery of a, a river. In the river, there are these little deer drinking from the river, like Psalm 42. And if you look really close, you'll even see a moose, <laughs> And that is an expression of that truest part of our heart. And my friends, I think this is one of the greatest tricks of the world, the flesh, and the devil to try to distract us from being in touch with that truest part of our hearts, that part of us that longs for God. We thirst for him. And then you keep going. And now the next sign is a twist. It's something that nobody saw coming. So we've just thought about how we thirst for God. We desire him. We long for him. But now we discover something that nobody knew. And it's this. God thirsts for us. God desires us. And that's why he sent his son as the savior. That he has a longing for us. And then it says, and the Virgin Mary said, yes. That his plan was all along his plan was to send his son as our savior. 
And he wanted that plan to unfold through the free yes of a 14-year-old virgin girl named Mary. This little girl saying yes to God. And when she said yes to God, she welcomed the Savior into her womb. She welcomed the Savior into the world. She said yes on behalf of all of us. She's one of us. She gave yes on behalf of all of us. That's why as Catholics, we have such a love for her, right? Such a reverence for her, this special little lady. She's little Miss Nobody from nowhere. The the town of Nazareth isn't even mentioned in the Old Testament. Look what God did. What does this mean for us? So now we see a beautiful imagery of Mother Mary and the angel Gabriel. Hail Mary, full of grace. And if you take a moment and you look above that scene onto the hill, you'll see a field of stars. The beautiful field of stars. And if you look close enough in those stars, you will see the name of Jesus. The angel said to her, you shall name him Jesus, for he will be the Savior. It's so beautiful. And from there, we are on our way to Bethlehem. So we go uphill, right? We're going up to Bethlehem. And you get to the parking lot, and now we see what we know so well. You know, the star. Boy, was it a story to get that star up there, okay? Somebody almost lost their life getting that star up there. Um, And you see the shepherds and the angels and the magi and the little sheep. And you see Mary and Joseph and right in the middle of it all, Jesus, the baby Jesus right there. And you know, we have uh, some of the angels and the magi are these UV black light tapestries. They kind of have a ethereal glow. And the, and the idea was to mix like these different styles of art so that you're seeing both the natural and the supernatural. That, that these two worlds are now meeting in the arrival of this baby, the natural and the supernatural. And so you see this beautiful imagery of the, of the Christmas crash. The whole thing is right there. And it's so incredibly beautiful and wonderful. And it has to, it is the apex. It is the actual reason for this season right there, the coming of the Lord. And then you're on your way out. Now, on your way out, there's another question. And it says, you know, normally on people's birthdays, we give them gifts. But on Jesus's birthday, he gives us a gift. What does he give us? That's the question. What does Jesus give us? And then as you keep moving, you're going to see all these beautiful words, love, joy, peace, hope, that this is what he brings. This is what a relationship with Jesus, this is what we can have. And you know, it's interesting, my friends, this is what we're actually longing for, right? We have a desire in our hearts for for joy and for peace and for hope and to live forever. Why do we have that? Why are we that way? It's because God made us that way. Why did God put those desires into us? It's because it's what he wanted to give us all along. This is what's waiting for us in heaven. When we come to heaven, we're with God. It's eternal life forever without end. It's a place where there's no more death, no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more saying goodbye to loved ones. It's a place of joy, happiness, peace, fulfillment, hope, everything we were made for. And my friends, that's waiting for us in heaven, but it begins now. Even now in this life, we can have a taste of this life through a relationship with Jesus. 
You know, that we thirst for God and God thirsts for us. And then you'll see another sign that says that prayer is the encounter between our thirst for God and God's thirst for us. That is St. Augustine. That's the definition of prayer. And then you'll see Mother Teresa of Calcutta, St. Mother Teresa. If there was ever a saint in the modern times, we all know it was her. And you'll see her image and you'll see the message. She was here. 1988, Mother Teresa was here. And did you know her explanation of her calling? When Jesus on the cross said, I thirst, she spent her entire life satiating that thirst. And Mother Teresa asks the question, what is Jesus thirsting for? He's thirsting for our love, for our faith. This is tremendous. This is amazing and beautiful. And so my friends, we kind of conclude now that this is the reason for the season. You know, the birth of baby Jesus and what that means for us now that relationship that we're being invited into. And so I began my homily with a little silly story about the dream and the proposal of asking Jesus the question, um, what would you like for your birthday? Actually, I wasn't joking at all. So let us ask the Lord in prayer, Lord, what would you like me to give you for your birthday? And then whatever he tells you, give it to him. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans Thank you.